these are tough times yeah. that we're in. And, uh, and I'm sure like us and like you, um, they're bittersweet. You know, there, there are some moments of, of, of life and joy and some good things going on for sure. But also it's, it's incredibly tough. Over 35,000, uh, 36,000 people have died. And uh, uh, those who haven't died, many, many tens of thousands of people still struggling as we've just prayed with physical or mental health issues. We heard this week that our Chancellor of the Exchequer said that we could be heading for uh, a recession, the likes we've never seen before. So fears about unemployment and joblessness are raging all around us. There is a lot of suffering and struggle going on. And that's just in the UK, not to speak of uh, the other countries all over the world who are contending with this, that again, we've been praying for. And it raises a question like, how do we respond to the suffering that we see around us? Um, what does this demand of us? What does God require of us in a moment like this? And just for the next few moments, we, we want to look at a story in Luke chapter 7, uh, where Jesus uh, comes across a scene of great tragedy and great suffering. And we're going to look at what did Jesus do? How did Jesus respond to this suffering? And in that, this morning, we can get comfort because this is how he wants to respond to us. If you are suffering today, if you're struggling today, then just listen up for these next 10 minutes or so. Because I'm, I'm praying that as you hear what and see what Jesus did, it's going to help you. It's going to encourage you. Um, and so Amy's going to read this story, Luke chapter 7, verses 11 to 17. Yeah, it says this. Soon afterwards, Jesus went to a town called Nain. And his disciples and a large crowd went along with him. And as he approached the town gate, a dead person was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the town was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart went out to her, and he said, don't cry. Then he went up and he touched the bear. They were carrying home on, and the bearer stood still, and he said, young man, I say to you, get up. The dead man sat up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. They were all filled with awe and praised God. A great prophet has appeared among us, they said. God has come to help his people. This news about Jesus spread throughout, spread throughout Judea and the surrounding country. Wow. It's such a great story. Incredible story. So we notice in this story six movements that Jesus makes towards suffering today, which he makes towards us uh, when we suffer. And the first that we saw is this, that Jesus saw her, Jesus sees. And, you know, this, this, this word in the original language of the New Testament, which is the Greek language sees, doesn't mean just like a glance, you know, you just, oh, I just, I just saw this. It, it conveys the sense of a deep seeing. It's, it's like a looking with the eyes of the heart. It's, it's an awareness, uh, absorbing the gravity of what's kind of going on. When Jesus sees, he realizes what he sees is very, very serious, very, very bad. If you want to know the full reason it's so bad, then do listen to the fuller teaching that will uh, be released after this that I did earlier in the week that really gets into this for longer than 10 minutes. But he sees and... And I want to say to you that if you are suffering, struggling in any way, Jesus sees and he sees the full thing of everything that you're feeling, everything that you're going through. He gets it. He he understands the first movement 
is he sees. And then the second movement is he feels. We're told that literally he's cut to the very core of his being because he's so aware of, of how terrible this is, this suffering for this widow is. He feels this deep compassion for her inside. He, he, it's literally like he is heartbroken. He is gutted. Think about those strong words that we would use when we hear something so terrible and we just feel gutted inside and we think this is wrong. This shouldn't be happening. It, that, that's what God through Jesus feels in this moment. That's how he feels for you. Again, if you're struggling, if you're suffering in this moment, Jesus cares for you. Yeah. He feels deeply for you. He he catches every tear. He doesn't miss a thing. He he sees and he feels. And then the next thing Jesus does is he speaks. And it's kind of interesting what he does, because he says to the widow, don't cry, which almost feels a bit insensitive. I mean, I've I've had the humbling privilege, as I know you have, uh, Amy, of of walking through people who've lost loved ones. And the last thing that you ever want to say to someone who's just lost a loved one is exactly. don't cry. Mm. Like you want to say to them, look, cry, mm. let it all out. And of course, actually, we know that Jesus himself wept. That's not what's going on here. It feels odd. But it's almost like what Jesus is saying is his words carry an authority where he's saying, like, weep no more. Mm. Watch instead. It's like his words are harboring hope. They're pregnant with possibility. Jesus isn't just saying this trite, don't cry. It's as he's saying it. He's, it's like he's saying something is about to happen. Hold on. Be hopeful. Be trusting. So we see that Jesus sees and then he feels and then he speaks. And then the fourth thing he does is he immerses himself in the pain. Jesus does something extraordinary. He literally goes up to the dead body and he touches it. He gets very, very close to the pain. Again, if you want to know why this was so incredibly shocking, particularly in the first century, listen to the fuller preach a little bit later. But this would have been a shocking moment that Jesus really gets up close and personal with death. Jesus, who we believe is God, gets up close and personal with death and suffering and mess and struggle. Like it, it doesn't repel him when, when we're messed up and we're struggling. Like the mess of our lives doesn't repel him. It attracts him to us. Like he wants to go where the pain is. And so if that's you today, I want you to know that Jesus is with you. He is present with you in the pain. He is fully present in the storm that you're in. And then number five, the next movement that he makes is he acts. He doesn't, he doesn't just observe this. He doesn't just feel. He doesn't just speak out a word of hope. He doesn't just get involved in the mess, but he acts. And he says to this boy, basically, arise, get up. And then something incredible happens. The boy comes back to life. I love the way the, uh, that Luke described it. Luke was a doctor, the writer of this. And, and, he, and he basically says, and the dead boy, because he wants us to understand, this boy's like properly dead. Mm rises up and speaks like I would have loved to have known what he said Absolutely. like you know I wonder we, like what he was like you know what's going on what happened who died you did <laughs> but you've come back to life again like this is a miracle moment Jesus acts he does something utterly impossible 2,000 years later Jesus is still acting he's still acting decisively decisively God can do impossible things
even for those of us who have lost loved ones and we feel like all hope is lost, maybe the prayer that we had that they would not die, that prayer hasn't been answered. And yet my experience, that even in the midst of death itself, God is able to do miraculous, incredible things. He still wants to act. And then the last thing Jesus does is he restores. My favorite line in this whole uh, chapter, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. Jesus is in the business of restoring, restoring life, restoring hope, re restoring future, restoring relationship, restoring destiny, restoring purpose. Jesus is in the business of restoring people. He is, he was, and he always will be. So whoever you are today, if you are in the midst of suffering and struggle, I want you to know Jesus sees you. He really understands what you're going through. And because he understands, he feels for you. He cares for you. His heart goes out to you. Jesus speaks and he speaks life and he speaks hope. He, he, he says to you, watch, watch what I can do. Jesus comes close to the mess of our lives and it doesn't take him, but his life changes and transforms death and brings hope. And then he acts and he acts decisively and then he's able to restore. I know for many of us, as I've said, things might not have played out the way we hoped them to. And we might feel like that is the final chapter in the book. But here's what I've discovered. Maybe the chapter of your life, this chapter in has ended badly. Maybe it's ending with suffering and pain. But what Jesus says to you right now, it's not the end of the book. It's just the end of a chapter. And Jesus is in the business of rewriting the story of our lives. And if we hold on to him and we reach out to him and we ask for his help, then there can be many more chapters yet to be written with him by our side as our savior and Lord, as he comforts us. I want to encourage you to think about those six movements that Jesus wants to make to you. I want to encourage you to listen to the longer teaching that I've done that then will help us think about, well, how in the light of how Jesus is with us, do we need to be with other people? But that's for another moment. For now, Amy's just going to lead us in a way of responding to Jesus' response to us in our suffering. I wonder if you might want to close your eyes, just because sometimes it helps our focus. And another thing that I find that really helps when I talk and when I pray is I just put my hand on my heart because really in all of this, it's actually just saying, God, I need you in my heart. And our heart is the thing that needs the most protection, doesn't it? As does our mind as well and our other vital organs. But our heart is where we feel. Our heart is where we respond. And let me just pray these six points that Matt spoke over us today into us. So as our hands are on our heart, we just quite simply say, God, we welcome you. Yeah. Jesus, we welcome you into this moment. Holy Spirit, your presence we welcome you into this moment. And as we take a minute to reflect on this incredible story that we've just heard from your Bible, from your word, we thank you that as our hands are on our heart, the first thing that we can be reminded of is that you see us. God, you see the whole of us. May we take a moment to receive that today, that God sees our circumstances, God sees our struggles, God sees our suffering. You are loved, you are seen by Jesus. 
secondly, as our hands are on our hearts and as we feel that pulsating of our heart onto our hands, we also respond to the truth that Jesus feels. Jesus feels your pain. Jesus feels your suffering. He wants to connect with you in that place. He has compassion and a deep care for you, which is huge. And that care and that compassion led him willingly to the cross so that actually we could all receive that fullness of his love. That he wants to speak possibility into our situations. That he wants to speak change into our suffering, change into our sorrow, change into our struggle. And that speak that he brings would bring life and fullness and healing and hope and restoration. But as our hands are on our hearts, that Jesus wants to immerse himself. He quite literally wants to step into our burden, step into our pain, step into our struggle and take it upon ourselves, upon himself. All of our mess, all of our shame, all of our mistakes, all of the things that we have no control over, God wants to take them from us. He wants to immerse himself into our world, carrying our weight, carrying our struggle as only Jesus can. He is the only answer. And the last two, as our hands are still on our hearts, receive today, whoever you are, wherever you're watching, that Jesus wants to act on your behalf. He wants to intervene and bring change, bring light, bring peace, bring courage, bring refreshment. And Why finally? Because he is a God that restores. He's a God that gives back. He's a God that makes all things new. He's a God that improves. He's a God that brings strength and courage and light and hope and peace. Thank you, God, that that is our story today. If we choose to receive it into our hearts right now, all six of those points can become our reality as well. We respond to your story today, Jesus. Yeah. Thank you. And we welcome you. Yeah. Amen. 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 Thank you. Folks, we want to encourage you as we come to an end that this story reminds us that it is absolutely impossible for anything, any situation or anyone to come into contact with the living Jesus Christ and not be changed right. wonderfully. It's just impossible that if you reach out to him, wherever you are, maybe even before to this, this uh, time we've had together today, you thought you were an atheist, but now something is stirring you in your heart. Reach out to him. And uh, we, we'd love you to do that. Uh, we'd love you to connect with us. And so if you have questions about anything that's happened today, if you would love to find out more about Jesus, if you would love us to pray for you or pray for a situation that you're in, if you need some kind of help in any way, if you would like to receive the little text messages and email encouragements that we send out over the course of a week just to cheer people on in the middle of this storm, then then please go to zochurch.com forward slash connect, zochurch.com forward slash connect. And then just put a contact detail and a message from us. And this week we'll be back in touch with you. We're not going to harangue you. We want to help you. We want you to know that you're not alone, that, that we want to do all that we can to, uh, to help you ourselves, but to introduce you to the Jesus who 2,000 years later is still changing lives when we reach out to him. So do that forward slash connect.